Today, a middle schooler described me as sad but funny. For the last time, fruit is not a dessert. Please understand this. Do better. Why are movies so long? Can't they just to get over themselves? Like, I have things to do. Come on. Like 85% of the time I'm disappointed in tomatoes. Arbor eat um? I hardly know um. Welcome to Tweet Victory, colon, thread winner, with your hosts at Annie Berg Flames and at CWC Radio. Welcome to Tweet Victory, colon, thread winner. I am at CWC Radio and I'm joined as always by... At Annie Berg Flames with a Z. Annie, um, let's jump right into the thread of the week. Um, this excites me in lots and lots of ways. So this is not only a visual tweet, but it is a uh, it's a video tweet. Um, this is something you haven't talked about on air, but you and I have been talking about for a couple weeks. Um, do you want to explain what the video is? So the 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 thread says. Featuring my Potter husband and my model UN students. Um, And then there is a video that's, um, how long is this? 41 seconds. 41 seconds. Yeah. So uh, we have a silent auction coming up. Uh, Wait, wait. Okay. Actually, pause. What is the difference between an auction and a silent auction? Are all auctions silent? No. So... uh, for listeners who don't who don't know this a silent auction or a regular auction would be you have an auctioneer and you have something up for bid and people bid on it and then Mm. it's sold a silent auction you have lots of items maybe out on tables and people Uh. put in bids on it and you have until like let's say the event starts at 7 p.m you have until 10 p.m to put in your bids um and so the the so it's basically like a sheet of paper and you write in your name and a bid and then somebody comes around and if they want that, they have to bid higher than you, but it takes place over the course of the night. And then at, you know, bidding stops at let's say 10 PM. And then they announce who is it that won each of these, um, each of these items. So, okay. So the regular auction is the more dramatic of the two. It's the one you're going to see, like if there's an auction scene on TV, yes. Or in a movie, they're going to do that one, not the one where you're writing on a piece of paper over three hours. <laughs> right. There, is, there okay. is famously a silent auction sequence in the American office. Oh. Yes. Uh, later season? Uh, Kind of, yeah, later-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. No, it is later. Because I think Andy is already, like, out of Dunder Mifflin on trying to get back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> the anger management stuff, Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, it's, it's 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 well past that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I just always think of the office as before punching the wall and after punching the wall. But that's really so, an early dividing line. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of the later seasons. Maybe that's why. But I'm like, oh, so um, okay. So this, I don't actually know if it's a silent auction or a regular auction. My thought is, it's with the parent association at my school. My school is in South Korea a quieter culture than American culture. I think I could generalize that and say, you know, in public spaces, generally people talk quieter. There's like more silence on subways and elevators. You don't talk to people. It's just a lot quieter here. So I feel like the silent auction would do well compared to like a raise your hand and be like $500 or whatever. So I don't know why this context is important. It's really not. 
But I think this is a silent auction. And Mike is auctioning off a one class of like teaching pottery, like a one-off class. And we had to come up with like a video to promote it and show at this like parents night out. And so there's like some teachers that are doing a bowling night and some teachers are doing like a swimming day at the pool on campus. And um, so there's all these different experiences and they're like, you can make this video funny. You can make it like clever. You could just have like a talking head and just like, like a selfie video basically and explain it. And so um, there's somebody who did like a, a kind of like a Christmas Hallmark channel preview which was quite funny it had the like jingle bells in the background and like all these like cheesy cut cuts and transitions and then um another person did a selfie video and i was like i'm oh oh, somebody did a master class so he's gonna teach like writing and um so he did like a cheesy uh master class with me and pretended like he was a like a master um and then i was like well i want to one-up everybody and so i did do like a wes anderson clip preview i guess Mm -hmm. it's like a trailer yeah a trailer thank you um of mike on campus like going to a class and then i like roped in four of my eighth graders to be students at the wheel um who like turn their head in unison to look at him during one of the scenes and so it's really short i'm like weirdly very proud of it even though no one like probably 10 people will see it um not including the parents at parent night out but it's like, uh, I'm, I'm proud and it's fun. And I realized, like, I, I think I memorized that song that because I listened to it so many, so many times when I was making the video. And maybe you can relate to that, Sam. But like, it is now an earworm. It is in my head at all times. Absolutely. This has become a filmmakers talking to filmmakers podcast right now. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, I'm curious, are there are there shots in the in the or shots or sequences that you're particularly like proud of? Um, just whenever something hits the beat in the song in a Wes Anderson-y kind of way where it's like very rhythmic and, uh, centered or like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like the, Mm -hmm. the uh, mirroring and, um, so I guess the shot I like is when the kids are throwing clay down. Any of the shots with the kids, I think they did so well. And then, like, all of the outtakes are just me, like, yelling at them from behind the camera, like, turn now! Three, two, one, turn! No! Again! And the kids are just, like, all the in-between takes is them, like, giggling and trying to be serious. And it was fun. It was cute. Uh, so why Wes Anderson? Um, Because I think my photography... I I feel like I really like the symmetrical look in my photos that I take and uh um and the architecture of the school is also really cool and uh because pottery is such a like a tactile thing and you have all these different tools you're using like you can line it up in a way that would look like a desk in a Wes Anderson movie where it's like, oh, all of your your utensils are on the desk and you have to like make sure that they're lined up perfectly. Um it I felt like it would make sense. Even though pottery is such like a dirty, like messy medium of art, like it still kind of works with the clean, symmetrical, tactile kind of feel of like a Wes Anderson movie. Does that make sense? 
Absolutely. So here's a question I have for you, uh, yeah. because I am uh, both on this podcast in life, or excuse me, on, the, on this podcast and in life, uh, mm. am on record as, quote, an established parody artist. Oh. My question is, do you consider this work parodic? Is this also a work of parody? I, I feel like parody implies it has to be funny, right? Well, not necessarily, but it has to be, there has to be, yeah, to to a certain degree. Yes. I mean, that, that is, that is one of the arguments you can make for why, because, because parody has a lot to do with, um, uh, copyright, you know, and like Mm -hmm. use, right. So like, that is one angle you can use. Now, is this, is this funny? Well, sure it is. I found it funny because if I get this as a Wes Anderson reference and then it's like, oh, but this is for this like pottery class, like that in and of itself is, is funny. It doesn't have to, it, it it's, you don't judge it on like how funny it is. It's like, well, <laughs> is it funny enough to be parody? Like, is it, is it comedic? Well, absolutely it is. So like, mm. that's all that you need. And like a little tongue in cheek and uh, yeah, maybe the nod to him is one that, yeah, it's a little, I guess, I would see it's it's maybe a parody. I mean, you're you're the established parody artist here, so like, what do you think? Oh, yes I or think no? I am well. I think I am welcoming a sister in arms here right now. <laughs> like, like I think, uh, I think well, absolutely. I was jealous my, when I saw this because it's. I think it's really well done. Now, my next thing then. So I posted this on Instagram on Mike's Instagram, and like people are like, "Oh, it's cute," and I was like, "Yeah, um, this is the only." video i will ever make for this and um it was one and done all my creative energy is spent but if i wanted to establish myself as local parody artist annie berglund what would you say my next genre or next um influence could be for a pottery like if mike is gonna do another video 40 to 50 seconds long do i do a silent film do I, you know, like, what should I do? What's I my next? The, I think the key is, you know, this is like, it's like we have a band and we're writing music. It's like, what are your influences? So like, mm. what is a movie that you really love? A lot of them are animated. So I'm, I feel okay, like. Okay, well, then then you may need to learn to do yes. animation or okay. pick another movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. This, the, now that you ask me what you know like when people are like oh what's your favorite band or what's your favorite whenever someone asks me like a favorite then all of a sudden i freak out and i can't think of any on the top okay. of my head now, now now to be clear it doesn't need to be your favorite it's something that you love and particularly that you love because like it has it has like a certain kind of style to it a certain like oh that seems kind of recognizable and here's the thing it doesn't mean that it needs to be recognized by a lot of people it's just something that if somebody saw it for one here's the power of parody now again we have moved into earnestness like no (laughs) what's we're gonna i'm gonna lean in instead of instead of trying to get away from this the what what's great about it is that if you do it well even if the person doesn't get doesn't know what's being referenced they'll still be like this feels really well done and mm. it also feels like this person is going for something i don't know that i get the reference but it's clear there is a reference there mm. right so you know for i'll give you an example right we were you and i before we recorded this we're just looking at a, a movie list i put together and talking about things to see um 
a movie like Jaws, for example, would mm-hmm. be is is very easy to parody because of two things. Do you know what the two things are? One of them is should be sharks. super obvious. Sharks are in Jaws, but but <laughs> but if you parody it, you don't necessarily. You could parody it by having sharks in it, but you could parody something else. But you know, other than sharks, but but like it has sort of the. Um, the tone of something like Jaws, but what are the what are the most recognizable things about a movie like Jaws? I mean, the score is really recognizable, exactly right. So music is a part of it, right? And that's the big thing with the Wes Anderson is like you kind of needed the music underneath it to. I mean, you you could have maybe gotten there, but the pairing you needed the music, right? Right. Okay. So 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 if we're putting a Jaws parody together for Mike, right? Okay. So one of the things we're going to use is. We're gonna use the um the score, right? The 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 really famous sort of Jaws theme by John Williams. Yeah. Okay. And because it's parody, we can do that. Uh other things we need are if you if if you really want to go into comedic parody, like is there a line you can repurpose? Ah. Uh, What's the most famous line from Jaws? Um sharks take... <laughs> uh, in the water. <laughs> There are sharks, and I wonder if anybody actually says uh, "sharks in the water." No, I mean the, the most famous line from Jaws is "You're going to need a bigger boat," right? Oh, sure, okay. So, like, yep. so you repurpose that of like "You're going to need a bigger kiln" or something, sure. right? Okay, easy there. The last thing you need to do is you need to. Is there an iconic shot in 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 Jaws that um, that you could parody? Where where you so most of your work will go into creating this shot. So for example, you do this in the Wes Anderson one. You do the like overhead shot of the tools and the hand goes in and straightens it. You do the like people whip their head across. You know, like mm. like you're you're picking out iconic shots. There is there is literally a shot that's known as the Jaws shot. What um, is it? Okay, so it's it's um on the I think it's on the Fourth of July, um, beach party. Or no 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 it's 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 it might be it might be before the Fourth of July but it, but it's when um Brody uh Chief Brody is sitting on the beach and they re and and they've re- they've opened the beach up this is after the first shark attack and when they realize the shark is out there and the way this shot works now you, you have a DSLR camera right yeah okay because you need you couldn't use your phone for this you need to use okay. your your camera because basically what you're doing is you're physically moving the camera to close in on 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 in this case probably Mike's face mm-hmm. and at the same time you're doing you're pulling out with your zoom mm. so it so it stays basically centered on his face but it's like the background kind of like morphs weird because you're both pushing in and zooming out at the same time interesting so like, you do that shot you use the line we're going to need a bigger kiln and you use the John Williams score you don't really need to do much else, and uh, and you can and you could you could do a Jaws parody like that. And video number two is made. Yeah, now, and, and everyone would love it because the score they know what you're going for. The joke is is probably what you do is after you zoom in on his face, mm-hmm. you cut to black, mm. and then you just hear him say the line, "You're gonna need a bigger kiln." Oh, that's good. So maybe in and like Jaws, you don't even see the clay. <sighs> you only like watch him watch and and maybe this is like a 20 second video, right? And then he's sitting there maybe at his wheel, but like he doesn't he's not throwing anything yet or you know, 
um, but he's but he's sitting at his wheel, and it's you just hear the music, right? Mm. And maybe you get a stalking shot through the studio, like you're doing like a, a handheld thing or a um, steady cam where you're kind of moving through the studio, and then and then we get to him, and we get that pull in push out shot, mm. and cut to black. You're gonna need a bigger kiln. And then you throw the date on the screen, video made. That's ins- that is so good. It's like a teaser trailer. Exactly. So, exactly. okay, my other one, as you were saying this, I was like, okay, what are other things? Um, Jurassic Park is my childhood. Okay. The so score. Going back to Spielberg. In- yeah, apparently. <laughs> so Wes Anderson and Spielberg. The score is, rec- of course, recognizable. There's the scene where the glass shakes mm-hmm. and the water shakes in it, right? And you're using water and pottery all the time. You always have like a glass next to you with water that could be shaking or something. Yep. And then there's like iconic lines like life finds a way or hold on to your butts. Like mm-hmm. either one of those could be usable. And the other thing, you know, I am not a huge Jurassic Park. I mean, like I'm not saying I don't like it, but like this was not a, even though like, well, when Jurassic Park came out, I was like 16. It's just, it should be a seminal movie for me. Mm. It's not. But the <laughs> other part of that trailer, the other famous shot of that trailer, at least to my memory, and you can tell me if I'm wrong in this, if I'm thinking of a different movie, there's a point where it's like you, it's really dark mm. and you see like the, you see what you're going to realize is the side of the dinosaur's face and then the eye opens. Isn't that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could do that where maybe it's like there are, a bunch of like um, pots on a shelf and they're all, and it's tight. So you're just seeing like the, you know, be- between these two and maybe Mike is there, but you, but it's, it's abstract enough that you can't tell. And it's only part of his face. And then you see his eye open. Right. And then we, <laughs> like, so again, we have music, we have lines, we have a couple of shots, bang, you're in, you're out. Dang. Do I make this a thing? I feel like we just came up with a game show of like, can we can we come up with a parody based on a film with without looking at anything and remember? And yeah, you definitely. Th- this should be your thing is doing pottery parodies. Well, it's like such a specific thing, and again, no one will watch it, but you and I'll get a kick out of it. Absolutely, no. This sounds this sounds great. And I feel like every week now, before we record, we're just gonna think about a new teaser trailer that could be done. Okay, and here, here, here is going to be your magnum opus. Okay, because uh, before we started recording, you were listing movies that you want to watch this December. Mm-hmm. Now, one of them is one of my all-time favorite movies, Jean Dielman. Mm-hmm. I promise you, once you watch this movie, you are going to want to make a hour and a half long movie of, of of Mike in the studio. Like you're gonna you're gonna watch this movie. And you're gonna be like, this is what we need to do because. Um uh 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 Chantel Ackerman, the the mm. director, writer, director of Jean Dielman, is a big fan of um the Japanese director Ozu, mm. who is also a big influence on Wes Anderson. So you're gonna notice lots of amazing, um, symmetrical, yeah. you know, one point perspective shots in this. But and they're routine. gonna be yep. And, and they're gonna they're gonna be long shots of process, and you're gonna say, "Oh, we need to do the Jean Dielman of pottery." Um, what's great? What's great about it is, is it's gonna be a trailer, but it's gonna be like a 60 minute trailer where you basically watch him create an entire pot. 
um, but done in this like kind of mesmerizing, like slow cinema way. And you know what parody, you know, maybe people knock on parody because it's, it's heavily influenced by other people. Maybe they're like, it's not creative, but I've never heard of a 60 minute teaser trailer before. So I feel like that's groundbreaking. That's art. Cause people are going to be watching me like, it's gotta be done soon. Like (laughs) this can't just keep going. Uh, you know, famously in, in Gene Dealman, there are scenes where you watch her peel potatoes for six minutes and it's like, oh it's so great. <laughs> it was, it's going to like put people into a trance. Yeah. Yeah. It Especially will... if I set it up like, oh, just 40 seconds of Wes Anderson, 15 seconds of this Jaws parody. And then and like keep going. And then all of a sudden hour long Gene Dealman. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, this is okay. kind of great. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be my. This is New Year's resolution for me. I want to spend the. It's so it is. It is in my time. It is almost eight a.m. as we're recording. I want to spend the rest of my day pitching pottery parody trailers. Me too. Par pottery parody. Nope. We'll work on it. <laughs> I don't know that we need a portmanteau for that. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're gonna get one. <laughs> That's right, what Andy. I'm gonna spend my day doing. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think we have discovered a new art form for you. We've <laughs> discovered a new game show where that we could do of like pitch pottery trailers. Uh, I think this yeah. is great. Uh, that is all the time we have. I hope you enjoy what you're listening to. If you do, you should follow at Annie Bergflames on Threads. Um, do you want people to unfollow at Annie underscore Bergland on X? <laughs> You know, unsure. We haven't mentioned it. I said just if you're following it, that's cool. If you're not, great. Are you that's posting where we're at to right X now. anymore? I have not. Okay. Okay. So all the new good stuff is on threads. Yeah, yeah. Move over. Move over to threads. It's really it's really it's a great over there. place. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing we can say about threads is that it um it holds together the the tissue thin premise of this podcast. This <laughs> it, does. it does. It does. It so serves follow, that purpose. So follow Annie there. Subscribe to the Channel Thirty Nine Hundred Podcast Network. Um, email us Channel Thirty Nine Hundred at gmail dot com. That is all the time that we have. But we will be back next week with another episode of Tweet Victory Colon Threadwinner. See you then. Follow us at Annie Berg Flames on Threads and or Annie underscore Bergland on Twitter.